Hello and welcome to the Maryland PTAC podcast, Assist and Win, where we showcase client success stories and feature procurement experts to help small business owners. I'm your host, Yasmin Rizak, and I'm the marketing and training coordinator here at the PTAC. Today's guest is Mr. John Graham, who is the managing director of Sullivan Cove Consultants, LLC, which is a multidisciplinary professional services firm practicing in the federal and commercial sectors. John has been a Maryland PTAC client since 2003 and has been successful in winning many large federal contracts. Thank you for joining us today, John. Thank you. It's, um, uh, it's a pleasure, Yasmin. It's a pleasure meeting you. I know a couple of your, of your, uh, uh, of your colleagues there, so uh, I'm uh, honored to be included. Well, we are very happy to have you, particularly as you've been with the PTAC on and off for so long. You're probably one of our, our longest served clients. So it's a pleasure to hear that you're still getting value from us. So thank you again. Congratulations for, for being one of our oldest clients. And um, I'd like to start off by asking you how you found out about the PTAC way back in 2003. Um, I believe that... Um, PTAC was recommended to us, not just from one source, but from several sources. Um, if you need to go to uh, a place that will, uh, will be a multi-source help in, uh, in not only doing procurement work, but by um, uh, helping to identify where it might be valuable to, uh, uh, to uh, seek uh, employment, to seek procurements. Um, and I, I will say that the uh, experience that we've had uh, has been uniformly exceptional. And we've, we really um, feel a, a debt of gratitude uh, to you folks. Um, you all were around when we were born and um, we, we're still around nearly 20 years later. Well, that's great. We're glad that you stuck by us and we're glad that your business is still thriving. So talking about your business, could you tell us a little bit about um, your career background, what you were doing before you set up your business and why you decided to become an entrepreneur? Well, uh, I'm a lawyer um, and um, I practiced law for more than 20 years in the private sector uh, with uh, big firms, uh, a couple of uh, AmLaw 100 firms that have more than a thousand lawyers um, and with small firms as well. And I decided uh, 2002, 2003 uh, that I wanted to uh, test the water uh, in the government contracting market. Uh, and the firm I was with at the time really wasn't interested in that. So I sort of took off um, uh, on my own, formed, a, formed a, uh, an LLC. Uh, it, it was and still is an LLC, but uh, uh, in fact, at that point, it was a one-person LLC and I was the one person. Uh, we started off, Yasmin, just um, offering our services as lawyers to government agencies uh, and discovered that the market was not as large for just lawyers um, as we had hoped. Uh, so our process over nearly 20 years, I call it uh, expanding the perimeter uh, of the uh, area of capability that we're seeking, uh, seeking contracts in. Okay, that's great. So what is uh, Sullivan... Code consultants, and who do you help exactly? What type of projects do you work on? Um, we, Sullivan Cove is, uh, we now have, with our, with our two biggest contracts, 
uh, we have about 150 people uh, working for us. Um, of that, uh, our direct employees are 50 some, 57, I think. Um, and uh, we, we have employees uh, all across the country. Uh, I'll mention some of the, uh, some of the larger contracts that we do, uh, but uh, we have grown and we've grown fairly substantially uh, in the last five years. Uh, we are not doing just legal work. Uh, we uh, do project management principally, and the main area that we do is law enforcement. Our biggest contract, and I, I think I mentioned to you before we came on, um, we, between 2003 and 2013 or 14, um, had a fairly steady diet of, of work um, in the... Um, the lower uh, echelons of, 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 of revenues. Uh, in 2014, the Department of Justice uh, re-advertised a very large contract, uh, and it was an IDIQ, uh, indef indefinite uh, duration, indefinite quantity. Uh, and we were approached again by a partner that we'd worked with before uh, because the IDIQ was structured as a small business contract. Uh, and so the incumbent was no longer a small business. Uh, we ended up becoming the prime contractor for the incumbent, who's our sub. Uh, and the IDIQ had six awardees. And once the award was made, you had to uh, uh, propose and bid the task orders. Uh, and we proposed and bid the task orders and we uh, were awarded the two largest task orders. Okay, which brings me to my next question, which is, I know you've won a lot of contracts over the year, like 30 or 40. Would you mind sharing with us what the value of the largest contract you've ever won is? The largest contract we won was the Department of Justice. Uh, it's called the APHIS contract, which is the uh, asset forfeiture legal services uh, contract. Uh, and it was the award was for the total value of all the task orders and we did not get all the task orders uh, but the award was for 617 million dollars wow that's that's a nice number wonderful it's great hearing about the successes that you've had but i'm sure you've had some career challenges along the way could you talk about uh how you've overcome career ch challenges that you faced well, I, I will tell you that uh, the good news comes with an, uh, an equal uh, portion of bad news uh, or hard news. Uh, when we got our first uh, task order under the Department of Justice contract, our revenues uh, increased by tenfold in a month. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is our expenses increased by more than tenfold in a month uh, and no bank would fund us. So to perform the contract, we had to find uh, a source of funding um, to take care of because we added uh, a whole bunch of people um, on as employees for that time. Uh, and you've got to, we had to do the package for employee benefits and all of that, and we had to pay them. And the unfortunate thing about government contracts is that you get a, good, get a contract, it's probably gonna be between two and three months uh, before the revenue starts coming in. 
the expenses start immediately and the revenue follows behind. So we had a real challenge uh, to, uh, to fund the upfront costs of what was a great contract. Uh, and frankly, no bank that we went to was going to lend us the money. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, definitely cash flow is an issue for being a business owner. And so how did you figure your way out of that corner? We found a company that specialized just in government contracts. Uh, they, in fact, were and are uh, what, we call, what we call a factoring company. Uh, and so we had to assign the, uh, the proceeds from our contracts directly to them and then coming through to us. Uh, that saved us. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to bail you up in your hour of need. I know you've worked with a couple of RPTAC counsellors, namely Mary Lee Colich, who is now retired and currently with Arthenia LaFleur. How has working with your PTAC counsellor guided you in your contracting journey? Well, I would say that the counsellors that we've worked with are uh, extraordinarily knowledgeable, uh, give great advice, uh, and are unselfish. Uh, and that is that, uh, that the, the PTAC is a wonderful first source, uh, but for companies like us, there are other sources of, uh, of uh, communication, other sources of advice. Uh, for instance, we're a disabled veteran firm. Uh, PTAC works with veterans and disabled veterans, but there are other organizations that have been very, very beneficial to us. Uh, we're also a minority firm, and we were we're now um, in a uh, in Severna Park, which is a, 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 a suburb basically of Annapolis. But we were in downtown Baltimore, uh, and so I viewed um, uh, the folks at PTAC to be a primary source uh, of information that led to other sources of information. Uh, if I have a, a thought uh, on this, uh, it's impossible. To, uh, to have too many people advising you, too many uh, sources of, of, of advice. Uh, and we ought to seek, uh, seek any, of them, uh, any of them out. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you've had a good experience with us. And in particular, you are a service-disabled veteran-owned small business, and Arthenia is a VA-certified counsellor. So what has that meant in terms of having somebody who's especially trained in working with veteran-owned businesses being like? Yes, but that is precisely the thing that brought me back to Arthenia uh, this time, and it's her certification by CVE. We are a single-member LLC. I'm the only member of that, but uh, we have just, I have just uh, issued uh, option agreements on some of my shares to our key employees. Uh, under the rules of the CVE and the VA, uh, you have to report, they have to make sure that I, I retain uh, uh, at least 51% of the equity. Uh, and so they count the options or supposedly count the options uh, as if they've been issued to make sure that you that I haven't given away more than 49%. Uh, I called up CVE because we'd issued the options and I wanted to find out uh, who we reported it to and where I sent them. Um, and I got some advice from the VA uh, that was contrary to what I thought was the right answer. So I asked the VA uh, if, if they'd give that to me in writing. Uh, 
uh, and they wouldn't. Uh, and I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, and they said, you need to go to the certified counselors. And that's how I got to Arthenia, who has now picked up the ball uh, and is getting that question answered for us. That's great. I'm glad that she's able to help you. And so just for businesses in general, why would you recommend that they come to the PTAC for help with, with contracting? I had a couple of, a couple of reasons. I, I practiced law for a while um, and uh, a legal relationship with the client is totally at will. I think a wonderful thing about government contracting uh, is if you get an award, you've actually got a contract. Now, uh, people talk about uh, two-year contracts and five-year contracts, and to my, uh, in my experience, there's no such thing, but the usual uh, contract awards that we've gotten have a base year and four option years, uh, and unless you screw up badly, uh, you're going to have you're going to get your options exercised and, and, and be okay. So I think that's an important thing uh, for government contracting. The other important thing is something that all of us care about, uh, and that is um, Uncle Sam always pays his bills, uh, and he pays it promptly. And if you happen to be a small business, uh, the OMB said that small businesses are supposed to be paid within 15 days of submitting an invoice. My Cohorts in the private sector uh, are astounded when I tell them that uh, our outstanding aged accounts receivable are less than 15 days. Okay, great. Now, what did you assume government contracting would be like versus how it actually is? I assumed that um, it would be less competitive than it actually is. I think it's uh, and I think government contracting is becoming more and more competitive. What that means to me, to us, um, is uh, identifying our differentiators from our competitors and seeking procurements that, um, uh, that are favorable to our differentiators. Now, I'll say one of the most important things that we've had in the government contracting field uh, is one of the most difficult to get. Uh, and that is that we have a top secret facility clearance and most of the contracts that we uh, bid and, and operate are, uh, we, we call it in the cleared space. Um, and the TS clearances, uh, particularly the TS, but even secrets or confidentials uh, are tough to get. Uh, but if you get them, uh, it really narrows the field of competitors. What words of wisdom or advice do you have for other businesses who are trying to get into the government contracting space? Uh, I have several um, uh, pieces of advice uh, and I, I come off of them as what, is what has benefited us. Uh, and the first is to seek as much advice from people that are doing it or are counseling as you possibly can. There's no inventing the wheel uh, the wheel's already there. You ought to know, you, you ought to. We seek to know uh, how, who else has a wheel and how it works. Uh, secondly, I think that almost all of our contracts we've done in partnership with other firms, uh, particularly small firms. Uh, and so partnership in my view uh, is the way to go. Uh, and how do you do partnerships? Um, you get out of your office. I don't know what we do with COVID-19 now, but you get out of your office and meet other people. You go to associations that you go, that you do. You go to industry days. 
uh, and just do what comes naturally, and that is to talk to people that you share an interest with. Um, I had a partner back when I was working in the private sector that um, relayed to me what uh, what she called uh, what she called the uh, the fifty forty eight rule, uh, and that is that fifty percent of your new business comes from people that you've been with in the last forty eight hours, and that is. I think the best advice that I could give, not only is it good for business, but you know, it's just more fun to be with people, particularly people that you share an interest with. Okay, and finally, John, how can we find out more information about Sullivan Cove Consultants? Oh, uh, we have a website. So if you want to go to www.sullivancove, uh, uh, we run the two words together, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N-C-O-V-E.com. That's what we look like. Thank you for spending time with us today, John, and we wish you continued good luck and success with your business. Thank you for the opportunity. It was nice to meet you, and um, I, I look forward to seeing Arthenia uh, again very shortly, I hope.